to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, it's Jay, your host of The Jay Kim Show. It's the end of the year and we're going to have a slightly different show format uh, this week. We're actually going to take a break next week for New Year's. So after today's episode, I will see you back here in two weeks uh, for a brand new lineup of really, really interesting and cool speakers. Uh, I have a really good lineup set, uh, schedule set up for 2018. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But before we do that and before I get on to today's uh, show, which is going to be a solo episode, not your usual guest interview format style show, uh, I wanted to take a moment and just thank all of you, my audience, for your generous uh, support and all the great feedback and questions and comments you guys had. It's been an unbelievable year for me, for this podcast, for the show, for my brand, um, and I have no one else to thank but you, my listeners. Uh, the podcast was started in January of 2017, and it was uh, it was just an idea that was conceived received in my head and I just ran with it and because of that and because of the great traction and you know again the awesome listeners that I've had and the feedback you've given this show has grown into something really really special and I cannot wait to continue to to produce weekly episodes that just really uh, survey and interview interesting people in the startup community and investors around the world and hopefully gather insights that I can deliver to you uh, each week with every episode. So uh, thank you all again, and I look forward to another great year in 2018. Um, for this week's episode, what we're going to do is I just wanted to do a solo episode. Um, basically, I was giving a speech back in the summer at a conference up in uh, Shenzhen. It was uh, it was a China marketing summit, and I was asked to speak about podcasting because uh, podcasting has genuinely changed my life. I wanted to share with you guys a little bit of uh, a part of the speech that I gave, and some of the insights and highlights of uh, and the, the talking points that I I delivered during that speech. So, uh, what we're gonna do is I'm just going to basically walk you through the speech, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And if you have any questions, again, you can always read. Reach me at any time on Twitter at Jay Kimmer or uh, just email me, jay at jkimshow.com. All right, guys, uh, let's get on to the show. How to build a personal brand through podcasting. Have you ever been on Google and searched for your name just for fun? Six months ago, if you had searched Google for my name, Jay Kim, you would have come up with one of the following results. Number one, a congressman from the state of California. Number two, Jay Kim, a famous K-pop dance choreographer. Number three, some juicy article about Kim Kardashian and her ex-boyfriend. Now, I know that Google is not a measure of one's self-worth, but my point is that just one year ago, I literally had zero web presence. 
I had no blog, no social media following, and zero influence. Back in January of this year, I published my very first podcast episode. And if you fast forward to present day, I've published over 70 episodes. I'm approaching 100,000 downloads, averaging well over 1,000 downloads per episode. I've driven a ton of traffic to my personal blog and brand. And I've had dozens of articles published, either written by me, or about me. Now, my point is not to brag here. I mean, anyone that knows podcasting and heard my metrics knows that I'm still very much a newbie. I don't have the large millions of downloads every single month like some of the great podcasters do. But the point of my illustration is to prove that anyone can start a personal brand and create influence in a small amount of time, just one year, through the power of podcasting. Okay, so what is podcasting? Podcasting is internet radio on demand. Okay, so uh, it's been around for quite a long time. I mean, as a matter of fact, podcasting has been around for over a decade globally. It first hit the scenes back in 2006, but only recently has it picked up and gained popularity in about the last three or four years. In 2014, there was a crime podcast called Serial, which hit the scene, and it caused a resurgence in popularity and in podcast consumption. So, like I said, very simply, podcasting is internet radio on demand. If you think of the way that Netflix has completely disrupted traditional cable television companies, in this very same way, podcasting is disrupting traditional radio stations. The true power of podcasting lies in its casting ability. So, once you publish a podcast episode, it can be delivered simultaneously to multiple destination points at the same time. A consumer can simply subscribe to the podcast and the feed will automatically be updated when the new episodes are released. Subscribers can also listen to previous episodes on demand anytime they like. So I myself am a huge consumer of podcasts, which is the reason I decided to start one of my own to begin with. So back two, three, four years ago, I was listening to a lot of podcasts uh, on a number of different uh, topics, you know, whether ranging from entrepreneurship to I- investing, uh, I just I just like to learn, and this was one of the ways that I was able to do so. At the time, I was also living uh, a little bit further away, out in new territories, so I had a commute of about thirty-five to forty minutes every morning and and at night when I went home, and this was my time to plug in my earplugs and just soak in information. So it was because of that uh, that I made the decision to start one of my own because when I looked at the the scene here, I noticed that there was hardly any podcasts in Asia. Uh, and since I've started mine, I've seen a lot of other people, uh, you know, start podcasts with, on various different niches, investing, entrepreneurship, startups, this sort of thing in Asia, which I'm very, very happy to see because I've been out there advocating for people to start podcasts because I think it is great for your brand. Uh, so just a couple of, uh, other points here, uh, online entrepreneur, uh, named Pat Flynn. He is, uh, he runs a a website called smartpassiveincome.com and he he actually posts his uh, monthly income statement reports online for anyone to see and he makes well over a million dollars a month per month uh, just uh, doing po- uh, his various business lines podcasting and this sort of thing so um, the reason that I bring him up is that Pat Flynn recently in an interview was talking about podcasting and he said that uh, of all the digital assets that he has uh, websites blog um, you know, vlog, basically all of his business lines and everything that he's public speaking and books and this sort of thing. If there was one asset that he would keep, if he had to give everything else away, 
the one asset would be his podcast. And that's how strongly he felt about the power of, of podcasting. Gary Vaynerchuk uh, is also, you know, obviously a prolific entrepreneur. He is a huge social media guy, always out in the scene, always in front of the camera uh, and, and dropping podcast episodes and giving public speech, speak, speeches and uh, do, writing books, best-selling novels. Uh, he recently was here in Hong Kong in uh, July for the Rise, the Rise Conference. And during that conference, he gave a pretty powerful uh, speech where he was basically talking about what he was super excited about uh, in the future. Now, if you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk, you know that he is somewhat of a uh, prophet when it comes to picking trends, seeing trends early on. I mean, he was an early investor in Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, uh, and a bunch of uh, Snapchat, a bunch of these uh, Uber, a bunch of these startups, um, because he was able to see the trends that people, uh, that human beings were following and react in front of those trends before anyone else did. So he gave a very powerful speech basically saying that one thing that he is truly, truly excited about, which is contrary to what people think because people see him on video all the time and you know, 18 months ago he was really pushing video. Now he is really, really all into audio. So he loves podcasting and he is a huge fan of podcasting. Okay, so let's talk about why podcasting, okay? The reason that podcasting, uh, for me, the reason that I liked it is because uh, it's a good way to capture someone's attention. So the most valuable thing right now, commodity, uh, when running any sort of online business or trying to be an influencer is attention. You need to capture the attention of your audience. Human beings like to consume multiple sources of media at the same time, right? So where, whereas video requires the full scope of your of your of your capacity of your attention uh, and you see this all the time when you see people looking down on their phones when they're cr- trying to cross the street watching a video and uh, they almost get run over with video you can't multitask you literally if you if i am someone trying to pre- convey a message on video i am not going to be able to do so unless my audience has their complete attention on on the screen whereas with audio you can do both People uh, can basically plug in their headset and they can, they can be on their, their phone. They can be checking their Facebook feed. They can be messaging someone else or tweeting uh, or surfing the internet while at the same time consuming the audio that is coming through their head, headphones. So uh, podcasts and audio, in my opinion, are destined to win because of this. So here's uh, some trends, podcasting trends. For the last 24 to 36 months, Brands and individuals alike have seriously poured a lot of dollars into audio. So that goes all the way from, you know, big Fortune 500 brands who are starting in-house podcasts all the way down to just the solopreneur, uh, someone such as myself. Audio streaming is up 76% year over year, and that eclipses video with a total of 250 billion annual streams. Consumers replace, uh, are replacing entertainment, music, with information, podcasting to get ahead. So this is actually an interesting trend uh, that a lot of people are picking up on, especially in sort of the online education space and this sort of thing. Uh, and as a very simple way of, of knowing this is that, you know, like I said, myself, I used to listen to uh, music all the time in the gym on my commute and this sort of thing and now uh, you know I feel the need to better myself somehow so if I have 30 minutes in a car 
I want to listen to something. I want to improve myself in some way, whether it's an audio book, whether it's watching a YouTube video, a how-to video about crypto or whatever the hottest trend these days is, or, or listening to a podcast. Maybe I'm listening to a very interesting interview. And I, I can say that I have actually learned so much from listening to podcasts, other people, great podcasters, uh, great interviewers, people like Tim Ferriss or uh, in the investing space, people like Meb Faber, um, you know, just interviewing really good people, guests, and imparting a lot of, of knowledge to the listeners. You know, I started podcasting here uh, in January of 2017 this year. And uh, again, the reason that I did was because there was a demand for it. I mean, when I uh, when I was talking to people within the ecosystem here, there were a lot of them were trying to figure out how to contribute, and for me, this was a very easy way to do so. You know, I'm, I just had to buy uh, a cheap mic and plug into my laptop, and I was good to go. It requires no gatekeepers. Um, there's no uh, sort of advertising budget that you need. There's no uh, big hurdles. You don't have to pay a channel or a station to, to air your podcast. You literally, all you have to do is buy a mic and plug it into your uh, computer and you start talking. Uh, you know, my, the format of my podcast was uh, interview format. And, um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't always have to be like that. You know, a lot of people like to just talk into a mic, sort of like I'm doing on this particular episode. So it's very easy to get started uh, and very low cost to, to get started, a low barrier to entry. Versus video, it's extremely easy. Uh, and also, not for nothing, uh, I think I believe a lot of people are a lot better and more comfortable just talking into a mic than trying to perform on camera. So I myself have done some video in the past, and I have to say that there's a bit of a learning curve, a bit of a hurdle, uh, the stage fright that you have to get over. Um, and so once you get over that, it takes some time to actually perform well on video. Whereas with podcasting, I was able to just jump on and start talking because who doesn't like talking, right? Um, so let's go over some of the good things about podcasting. You know, like I said, it's, there's no gatekeepers. It's very easy to start a podcast versus video. Uh, very low cost to starting a podcast. I think my mic cost uh, 50 bucks US. Um, and you don't need any fancy programs or anything like that. You can literally just buy a recording program or, or I think Audacity is, is free. Number three, you can uh, build authority very quickly online. Uh, so basically... Uh, there was an analogy that, that Pat Flynn, the entrepreneur, gave is that when every, whenever you go to a conference and imagine you're having to speak in front of 500 people or 1,000 people, you know, that's a huge audience. That's a lot of people. But if you convert that into podcast listeners, you, know, you, could, list, you could be speaking into a mic and your podcast could be broadcast to thousands and thousands of people uh, you know, in the world. Uh, every week at the same time. And so if you imagine that power, like if you imagine, let's say you had, you know, 100,000 people listening to your podcast on a weekly basis, imagine giving a speech to 100,000 people every week uh, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, you know, it gives you perspective on, on your reach there. So it certainly builds authority and it expands your audience very quickly. Uh, the last thing is that it really develops uh, a certain skill set um, that I wasn't aware of until I sort of dove headfirst deep into this. You know, no one told me about this stuff. So I'm happy to, to be sharing some of this knowledge with you guys. So in order to start a podcast, you know, the, the actual setup and this sort of thing, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but you can actually ask people and, and set it up quite quickly. Um, the, 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 
the biggest time consumer for me is preparing for interviews. So every time I have a guest on, it actually takes me several hours uh, ahead of time to prepare for that guest. Um, you know, I have to do web research, Google them, uh, figure out, you know, maybe listen to a few of the other podcasts that they've been on. Uh, if it's a big guest, then, you know, I'll literally spend a week or two or three or four uh, just re really digging down uh, doing my hardcore research, trying to basically know the person, the guest that I'm interviewing and be current and up to date with everything that they're working on. And also, I want to ask intelligent questions. I don't want them to feel like they wasted their time uh, for spending half an hour or 45 minutes with me on a podcast episode if it's just the same mundane questions being asked over and over again. Um, so research, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, a tough, that's a tough one where it takes the most of my time. Again, if it's an author, I usually like to read at least their last couple of books. Um, some authors uh, are have you know 15, 20 books, um, and that's obviously hard hard to do to prepare. You know, when I, before I prepared for my Seth Godin interview, episode number forty, which was also one of my favorite interviews, um, I had to read. He, I mean, he's he's written well over fifteen books. I had to read uh, almost all of them. Luckily, his books are pretty short, and uh, they didn't take too long. So, um, but um, but you know, I I think that this is actually a benefit having to do all this prep work and research. It makes you. It actually opens your, expands your horizons, and it makes you learn uh, new things as you're preparing for these interviews. Um, and finally, it you know, being able to converse and prepare and talk to someone on sort of a phone interview uh, type setup is uh, is a skill set in and of itself. You know, you you need to. Uh, think on your feet uh you need to be engaging um you know when i when i first started out i was i struggled to keep the conversation going you know i always had two or three or four questions ahead of time in my mind that i was going to ask um and it's just something that you develop over time and it gets easier and easier to do so let's talk about some of the bad things of podcasting okay because it's not all uh it's not all roses Number one, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Uh, as a single person doing a podcast, uh, doing all the pitching and the outreach and prep work, uh, it, it was a lot of work for me. And it's a lot of rejection too. Uh, you have to be you know, ready to, for people to say no, especially when you don't have a name for yourself and you're just starting out. The other interesting thing about podcasting, which not a lot of people talk about, is that it never ends. <laughs> so uh, now I have to caveat this because uh, there's a new format of podcasting now where people are doing series. So they'll, and I think it's pretty smart. So they'll do sort of uh, a 12 episode series, maybe twice a year or three times a year or once a quarter, and they'll actually be able to cap it. Now, whereas for me, I am doing a weekly podcast. Uh, that will run into per perpetuity until I die or I can't speak anymore or I just get tired of podcasting. So, um, you know, it, it never ends. It's a commitment. You you literally need to, uh, to commit to doing it. And, uh, you know, once you're out there, you now have an audience that is listening, uh, has subscribed to your podcast, is counting on you each week to deliver new content and meaningful content. And so there is a lot of pressure. 
that's uh, hard to monetize. So the first question, the absolute first question that anyone asks me when they listen to my podcast and uh, you know I meet up with them afterwards or or I meet them in person, they always say, "Hey, Jay, you know how do you monetize off your podcast?" And I say, "I don't." And they give me this strange look as if, you know, why are you doing this then? Um, and, you know, the, the reasons why I'm doing this are, you know, I mentioned before. I mean, they're all, all the good reasons such as, you know, building a brand, building a network, um, being able to uh, build authority. Um, and, you know, I, I must say that a lot of good things have happened from my podcast, but not just directly monetary. So how do you monetize off a podcast? Well, you need basically a boatload of downloads. If you get to sort of the hundreds of thousands of downloads per month range, then there are sponsors out there that uh, will allow you to use their sponsor message and they'll pay you for the downloads. So, um, so that all said... If you're thinking about podcasting, which I, I do highly advocate for, uh, for people to do, um, you know, it's obviously a time commitment. For me, I can basically uh, pin and attribute probably nearly 100% of my sort of personal brand building and uh, networking to podcasting because uh, it, really, it really just has opened up all these doors for me. Um, you know, again, people ask me how you get paid for it and the payment is not monetary. It's in connections and networking and, um, you know, speaking gigs that I've gotten and, and this sort of thing. So, um, podcasting, uh, you know, let, let's talk a few, uh, about some of the podcasting basics if you're thinking about podcasting. So, uh, number one, you have to start with the right intentions. Okay. So, uh, a lot of people, again, they jump into podcasting because they think they're going to monetize off it, or maybe they listened to Tim Ferriss's podcast and they thought they were cool. He was, he's cool. And so they could be the next Tim Ferriss or, uh, you know, you have to have the right intentions. If there's, if you need to, you, you, you need to have an audience kind of in, in mind ahead of time. Uh, and this is what, uh, it's called an avatar. The, who's the typical type of person that you think is going to listen to your podcast? And, uh, you know, if, if, if you're doing a, a really obscure podcast that probably doesn't have an audience, then maybe you need to think twice about it before you, you, you make the commitment. Okay. Uh, number two, you come up with your unique angle. Okay, no one needs another uh, Tim Ferriss or another uh, Jay Kim or another uh, whatever. I mean, you need to have your unique angle. You know, I mean, there's uh, a lot of people out there uh, now saying that podcasting is uh, is overdone and and you should not start a new podcast. Um, for me, my personal view is that it's not. I think we are just at the beginning of spoken word audio being sort of this next phase. Uh, perhaps in the in the West, in the U.S. particularly, uh, it might be a little bit overdone or there might be just a lot of bad podcasts floating out there, bad, poor production quality, people that don't even use mics and uh, just have bad guests and this sort of thing. Uh, my view is particularly in Asia. I think podcasting is just getting started and there's huge opportunity ahead uh, for anyone who wants to jump into podcasting. Uh, but that, that all said, come up with your unique angle. Uh, make sure that it's something that uh, is unique to you uh, because that's the only way that you're going to keep, be able to keep doing it uh, year after year. Uh, the third point I want to make for uh, sort of podcasting 101 tips is to streamline your workflow. Um, you know, uh, for me, I started off by doing everything, almost everything. You know, the initial setup, I, I got the, f the help of a, a friend of mine, Charlie Hone, uh, who's like a, this internet whiz, uh, online whiz guy. And uh, <laughs> uh, fortunately, he, he offered to help and I was able to get put 
sort of get my podcast online in a very short amount of time. Uh, but also, the other thing that I, I intentionally did was I, I outsourced my backend. So basically, you have to figure out what works for you. I knew from the very beginning that if I, after I recorded, if I had to go in and then edit the audio and level the sound and publish to WordPress and then publish to, you know, uh, to iTunes, like I would not be able to do that uh, consistently. And my podcast would have ended up uh, coming offline, uh, you know, dying out very quickly. So for me, what I do is I do all the pitching and the outlook uh, outreach to my potential guests. Uh, once I secure a guest, I will basically do the interview, record the short interview, uh, record the short uh, intro, sorry. Uh, I'll upload both of those files to Dropbox and I'm done. Basically, it's hands off from there. I have a, a really good sort of post-production team that will then take those files uh, level the sound, edit out all the audio, take out all the mistakes. Uh, they'll write up the show notes. Write, you know, they'll transcribe it for me, and they'll even go as far as uh, scheduling it in WordPress, posting it in the queue, and basically each week, uh, each Monday when the new episode hits, everything works uh, very smoothly. Um, so you got to figure out what what works for you. Uh, the next uh, sort of uh, tip uh, in podcasting one-on-one is to batch process. This is very important. So uh, the first couple months, I was it was a whirlwind. I was just trying to get as many good guests as possible. So I was I kind of had my entire schedule available at any time. If any of these guests, these high-profile names, uh, responded, I would just you know I would I would clear my schedule and block everything out and just podcast. But I realized that that's not sustainable. You know, I have a family. I have three beautiful children now. I have a, I have a wife, a loving wife. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be sitting behind my computer waiting for, a, you know, my next guest to accept the interview uh, and, and just clear my schedule uh, and, and not be able to, you know, have any sort of routine in my life. So the number one tip there is to batch process your workflow. Um, I record, uh, I'm always a month ahead, so I, I basically have next month's uh, four to five episodes pre-recorded, already already done. Uh, and that just gives me a buffer in case of travel and this sort of thing. And uh, I usually only record, uh, I only make available my, uh, my time schedule uh, two, two days a week. So two days a week, I'll have the mornings and the evenings open for podcasting. Uh, so when I send out invites to potential guests, they are able to choose between those two times. And uh, and that's it. And sorry, if it doesn't work, then you know they can try the next week or the next week. And if not, then I'll find another guest. So it's important that you maintain this sort of balance when you're doing podcasting. Uh, because again, it's a continuous thing. The final tip that I have for anyone that's starting out with podcasting is called trading up the chain. So here's how you hack podcasting. And, you know, the second most uh, asked question for me after how do you monetize a podcast is how did you get so many good guests? And so the way you do it is you basically it's a it's a technique called trading up the chain. So you look into your immediate network and you look at the most uh, prolific or most important or maybe most celebrity type person that you have in your immediate network. Someone that you could literally just call on the phone or WhatsApp and say, hey, can you jump on my podcast? Like, I, I, I need a favor. You ask that guy for, or girl for a favor and you get them on your podcast. Now, once you get them on your podcast, you've established a baseline level of authority. So let's say you have secured a, a D-level celebrity on your podcast. Now, 
once you get one D-level celebrity, you can get a number of T-level celebrities. So you get a few D-level celebrities and then you start pitching the C-levels. So when the C-levels get pitched by you, they'll look at your podcast and they'll look at the episodes that you've had and, and they'll basically say, oh, hey, there's a couple D-levels, but uh, you know, I, I guess I'll do this guy a favor or this gal a favor and I'll jump on their podcast. So that's how you slowly, slowly trade up the chain. So you, you just slowly, you reach higher and higher for... Uh, bigger celebrities and bigger celebrities or influencers, if you will. And, uh, and, and that's how you hack it. Um, and the other way you do it is you literally uh, beg. <laughs> you, get on, uh, you get on your hands and knees or you call on all the favors you have and you just beg and say, look, I, I really, really, really uh, would love to have this person on uh, their show, uh, on my show. Can you, can you make it happen? So sometimes you get lucky and you get good referrals or you get uh, friends that pull favors for you. Um, but other than that, you just have to grind it, you know, uh, and that, and that's what I did. I, I worked on a handful of people, uh, for, for well over a year, uh, engaging with, uh, their teams, um, just trying to add value to their teams, giving first, uh, and finally to the point where, you know, when I did launch my podcast, I could call in that favor and, uh, and call in that, uh, you know, uh, submit that shit for that favor, um, and, uh, and it was easy, uh, because I had asymmetrically given value to these influencers ahead of time. So, uh, let's talk about the opportunity now. So, uh, again, I was mentioning some of the benefits before, uh, earlier in this, in this sort of talk. Starting a podcast has, has uh, given me a lot of access. So it's given me access to a lot of high level influencers. Now, when, when you have someone like Gary Vaynerchuk on your podcast, like, Gary, you know, he's a great guy. And, uh, you know, he, after I had him first on my podcast, like, you know, he was in my network, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily, he's my friend or anything like that. He's in my network. You know, I can't, I, I can't call him on the phone and be like, Hey, uh, can you do me this? Can you do me that? Uh, but he's in my network. You know, I, when I, when he was in here in July, you know, he, he remembered me. Uh, we, we exchanged some words. We hung out a little bit and this sort of thing. So you have access. It gives you access to that network. Every time you have someone on your podcast, uh, you can always go back to that data point and you can say, Hey, uh, this is Jay. Do you remember me? You were on my, my podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, here's another opportunity that maybe uh, we can collaborate on. So it expands your network uh, immensely. So for me, you know, I've had 71 guests on my podcast show. Uh, you know, granted, you know, probably a quarter of them were friends uh, that I knew from before. But, you know, the rest 50 plus are new people that have added to my network. Um, and that just has a network multiplier effect um, as you keep going. Um, other opportunities and benefits that uh, podcasting has done is giving me speaking engagements, news, media coverage. Um, and, you know, I've even been able to, uh, to guest post and, and submit to publications such as Forbes and uh, Entrepreneur Magazine and this sort of thing uh, because I had already built a pretty significant audience and, uh, and brand name for myself because of my podcast. Um, and finally, I think that uh, in Asia, there aren't that many podcasts, like I said. I mean, there's a handful sprouting up now and then here. But um, if you're sitting in Asia and you're listening to my podcast show, first of all, Thank you. Uh, and secondly, I think that, uh, look, if it's something that interests you and, uh, and, and, and complementary to your core business, 
then I encourage you to research it and and give it a shot. So I just want to leave you guys with uh, one little interesting uh, fact. This data point is uh, basically on, you know, I call it the future of storytelling. So Peter Diamandis, who is the founder and chairman of XPRIZE Foundation, uh, who also runs Singularity University. And he's basically, is this uh, super smart guy. He's a rocket scientist and um, he works on these moonshot ideas to change the world. Um, basically, he uh, wrote a, a pretty famous article that was featured in the Huffington Post talking about the future uh, of our global economy. And uh, the quote by him was, the most dramatic positive change in our global economy is about to occur between 2016 and 2020. Three to five billion new consumers who have never purchased anything, never uploaded anything, and never invented and so- or sold anything are about to come online and provide a mega surge to the global economy. So what Peter was basically talking about, uh, and those of you in Asia will know exactly what he was talking about, is between sort of India and China and some of the under sort of utilized, uh, underbanked and, uh, and places in the world that don't have internet. Between those two countries and the rest of the world, there's billions of people that are going to come online in the next four to five years. And so this is super exciting if you're starting a podcast. And think about if when these people come online and they start listening to podcasts, Um, I mean, look, the sky's the limit here. So uh, with that, guys, I'm going to leave it, leave you uh, for the year. Thank you again for an amazing year. You know, again, I I could not have done it without all the support and the help and the feedback from my loyal listeners. Um, And I look forward to to getting back to the interview format uh, in a couple weeks. Um, We're actually talking here with the team about doing doing some interesting things. Uh, We we might get uh, a few different creative ideas uh, happening uh, in the new year. So look for that. You know, I'm talking to a couple co-hosts that might do some guest co-hosting of episodes of interviews, which might be exciting. And I don't know. Yeah. uh, If there's any sort of feedback or questions or comments you guys want to I'm always welcome to them. You can tweet at me at at Jay Kimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R, or you can just shoot me an email, J-A-Y at jkimshow.com. Have a happy holidays, guys, and uh, I hope you all have a wonderful end of the year. We'll see you in 2018. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The Jay Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? 
After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under three hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness. 